go. Hello, and welcome to the next instalment in the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves podcast. My name is Andy Hanks, and today, as always, I'm joined by... Stanley! Yay! Stuart Mulrain. Fat dreamer. <laughs> Sorry, chubby dreamer. 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 You're just a chubby dreamer. Don't, you're going too high. <laughs> right, after several false starts... Yep. We are back with the... 2018 Nerds Who Haunted Themselves 2018 True Believers Spoiler Post Post True Believers Post True Believers Okay So How are you feeling after the event? Hit me like we've never had this conversation before (laughs) Okay I'll come out with Um, uh, Yeah I'm I'm still pretty Pretty high from that actually To be honest Because it was a brilliant event I thought Shit hang on sorry I caught a button And knocked the sound right down what were we on? We were quite high up, I think, but it's not catching as high. Um, oh, God. Move, you bastard. What were we on, about 90? <clears throat> yeah. 92? There we go, we'll be about there. So that should be back. Sorry about that, sound issues, I'll edit it that out. Anyway, so how are you feeling after the event? I am... Th- what, what did I say last time? <laughs> I'm still pretty stoked about it, to be honest. It was a brilliant day. Um, it was just it was great. It was long and hard work, but it was just great, as it always is. I think I probably had made a little bit more fun than last time than I have done. I was a bit more relaxed, I think. Probably it was a bit of a confidence thing, maybe. Yeah, possibly. I think given the change, we couldn't get in the night before to set up, so everything was a mad rush on the day. Yeah, it was a little bit more city of pants kind it's of sort thing, of, wasn't it? At every event, a point hits you where you're just kind of like, there's nothing more I can do now. This mm. event is what it is. And just get on with it. I'm just going to So again, I think it was a bit easier this year. I think because so much went wrong in the run-up and there were so many things going on with my wife being ill, stuff going on in your life as well for the whole year leading up to it, mm. that it just kind of like, that point where you realise there's nothing more you can do, it was, hit a bit earlier yeah. and hit a bit harder. It was more so, of a hindrance, wasn't it? Yeah, so you were just kind of like, there's nothing left I can do, I'm just going to enjoy the fucking day. Yeah. And I did, I had a really good time. It was hard, it was tiring, it took me the best part of two weeks to recover to some kind of normality. I'm still struggling into the third, or you know, coming up on three weeks since the event. Mm. Um, it feels like a lot longer ago. It does, isn't weeks. it? Really does. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I think the post con come downs never really hit me before. I mm. think this time it hit me a little bit more than it has in the past. Yeah, for me, I don't know about for you, but no, I think it has, and it's like. Like the following week is is quite mad for both of us running around getting everything done, and then suddenly it's all over, and it's like. Well, shouldn't I be doing something now? 
Yeah, and I think before I've always put that into diving headfirst into the next event. Yeah. And this time I've struggled a little with catching up on everything that carried over from the last event, the 2018 event. This time it's taken me a little bit longer to sort of get my gears into going to like build up, so I'm only just sort of starting to really throw myself into the summer event. Um, and yeah, going mm. from there and really growing into it. Um, bizarrely inspired a lot more creative, creatively from this one. Mm. I've dug out some old notebooks that I used to jot down comic ideas in and sort of transferred a couple over to a new notebook. What was it called? Comic books that I'll never write or something? What? Uh, yeah, comics I'll never write. Yeah. Or ideas for comics I'll never write. And yeah, I've been sort of developing ideas in that, sort of from the event, sort of speaking to Susie Gander yeah. about stuff. Um, well, unfortunately, you couldn't, unfortunately be there couldn't on the make day. it now. We miss you, Susie. But she will be at the summer event. Awesome. Because, so, you know, nobody gets away from us that easily. And she'll be at Leamington in April as well, so you can catch her there too if you can't wait till the summer. You monsters. Um, yeah, and just sort of speaking to her, and she was quite encouraging about she'd take a look at any ideas and sort of, and she was keen to work with us through Nerds Who Publish themselves on something because we launched Tales from Beyond Infinity there. Yep. Which went quite well. I think, in my mind of mind, I was hoping we'd sell a few more than we did. But we certainly didn't do badly. We've sold about half, I think, from the day and since. And the general feedback has been fantastic from it, hasn't it? It has. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's up on the website now. And I've even tweaked the website page so you've got a few sample panels from the comics. Yeah. If you go right to the bottom, you can buy the comic from there. It's £6.50 on the website, but that's only because it's the £5 for the comic, which all of that £5 goes to Sue Ryder. And then the one pound fifty is just to cover the postage and packaging, because unfortunately we can't afford to eat the postage and packaging out of the event money, and we don't want to take anything away from the charity's money. Some of that I did mention it was quite cool. Going slightly on a tangent, was the ladies who the lovely ladies who were actually manning the or femaling the um, Sue Rider stall. She was reading the comic at one point, so I walked past and I said, oh, "Are you enjoying that?" She said, yeah, this is the first comic I've ever read. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. Um, Stephanie, who was your model in the workshop, yep. picked up a copy and she was like, I really want to look at the other people who are involved work now. Oh, which is, so it's yeah. done what we sort of wanted it to do in yeah. being a jumping on point for people who've not Lime discovered green jelly. stuff in it. Yes. So that was awesome to see as well. Um, it was really nice as well. The second lady from Sue Ryder who manned the table for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. She opened it up, saw the picture of John. She was like, I know him. Wow, yeah. She was there the day he collapsed wow. at work. and uh, So, yeah, that was really weird. And then, obviously, my wife's brother is who the comic was dedicated to and in memory of. And um, so she was there working on reception with her sister for us. And, um, yeah, her sister went over and had a chat with her about it as well. And it was all quite nice. And, it kind and, of gives it a full circle, doesn't it? Yeah, lovely image in it by Mike Collins. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mike. Who did it for free for us as well. Everybody involved did what they did for free. Um, for free? Really? Am I getting paid for it? No. Oh, when have you ever been paid for it? That's you got true. a mug. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And if the original mugs I ever ordered turn up, you'll get 20 more <laughs> mugs. <laughs> New cassette. <laughs> um, so yeah, everybody did it for free, and it was amazing, and it went down really well. And everybody who's read it has really liked it so far, touch wood. Um, and yeah, a few people have asked us when we're going to do number two. Yep. Which I'm hoping to do again, again as a charity thing. Um, somebody sort of jokingly referred to it as being like the small press annual. Yeah, it's a nice idea. So it'd be quite nice to do it again, sort of the same. Either, again, stories from those worlds, or maybe people doing something different, maybe doing something standalone and new with characters they've never done before. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ideas to bat around. If you like any particular ideas, let us know. Uh, we will certainly consider them. Um, unless it's like an anthology of Andrew Lee Potts stories. <laughs> or Hannah from S Club. Or Pam Rose. Oh, no. uh, oh, blimey. Anyway, before we go back into True Believers, speaking of launch stuff, you launched your sketchbook. Yeah, I did. I did cause your I... massively overpriced, in my opinion, sketchbook that would never sell. Yeah, the one that you even told Wiggy, apparently, on the day when he came to go get some change, that, oh my God, he's not selling for, for that, that amount of money, is he? And I didn't I was, say it like that. Apparently, you'd, well, that's what Craig told me. Anyway, and I've sold out. I'd like to say I've sold it. I, I will genuinely say I didn't think it would sell it. What was it? Six or seven? In the seven end. quid. I genuinely thought five pound because you're, to use our current favourite term, not really established on the convention scene. You've done a couple of events. The same what was the same kind of way that um, the convention isn't established. We're not touching that. Um, stop doing that. You keep look. You lean in. You go above the thing. Um, <sighs> Yeah, no, I will, I will genuinely admit that I thought that £5 is a nice round number. People don't really think about handing over a fiver, whereas if you start bringing change into it, people think about it a bit more. And by Wiggy's own admission, he sold a couple at a fiver because people didn't have change. <laughs> That's the reason they wanted to give more. <laughs> You've got to accept the change. But, Embrace uh, the change. So when you initially said six quid, I said five for this event as the launch thing and then build it up from there once people sort of but everybody loved your work so much and I will hold my hands up that I was fucking wrong your yeah. work regardless of whether people knew who I am Zoot are or not your work on its own brought people in to buy it yeah and I'd like to say for the record fuck you Stuart <laughs> fuck you you're overpriced mate I've seen sketchbooks like that <laughs> No, I, I genuinely hold my hands up. And I wasn't saying it as anything derogatory to your work. It's just I know how cutthroat the convention scene kind of is. And I'm guilty of it myself, of looking at something and being like, I really like the look of that. You want how much for it? I might come back. And, yeah, you didn't even need to put the Pat Mills quote in big on anything. I didn't, no. Because you even had the luxury of a Pat Mills. You're going to write an abusive note to me, aren't you? Tickle pirates. <laughs> Hang on. Ticket prices. We're not doing that on this. <laughs> I didn't. You did. Anyway, we'll, we'll cut that. But no, out. no, we won't. It's in there now. Too late. We're not Pam Rose in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on. But please. no, pricing is a difficult thing. Isn't it, it really is, and that is something that you know I have a lot of problem with. And. It's very easy to be overpriced. Mm. Um, 
And I mean, this is coming from somebody who doesn't recognise the value of his own worth. <laughs> but no, it wasn't that I didn't think you could get seven quid for it. It was just, I'm digging the hole. Yeah, but, dig the hole, have a spade. But no, it was... But yeah, no, and even my son bought one. I know. Actually, I did. He got this. He got bastard this, sold out. He got it discounted. Did he? Yeah, I get sold him for a fiver. You made me pay a tenner if I wanted one. Yeah, well, yeah, it's you. I like your son so, more. Well, yeah, I mean, who doesn't? He, yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's move on. So, will there be another? What's next for I Am Zoo? Now you're bolstered by this high. Yeah. Well, um, I'd, hopefully, more of the same. Um, I've got my next table at Worcester Comic Con in April. And I'm hoping, if I get a bit what of time, that? Uh, the sixth and the eighth of April. A Worcester Comic Con is that a Comic Con like us, or is that a Comic Con like no, Andrew it, Potts Comic Con? Um, no, um, they it's a Andrew Potts Comic Con. In fact, I'm not sure if he's there. He might be there. I <laughs> um, should have a word. No, yeah, um, it'd yeah. be interesting because it's a different kind of event. To see how you go down at that sort of event. What's his face is there? Uh, the guy who played Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Jonathan Rhys Davies. Yeah, he's there. Never toss a dwarf. Never toss a dwarf. And um, uh, so is Robert Llewellyn. And um, no, our mate Norman. Norman Levitt's there as well. Oh, he always looks so happy to be at cons. Bless him. Um, any comic people there? A couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a few... Um, uh, self-published guys small press indie guys that I know uh, Ian Blakeman's there Lee Townsend he usually turns up I don't think ones. he is actually there are a couple I'm of... seen Lee Townsend since the second True Believers no absolutely so, actually no that's a lie I saw him at the last Melksham oh yeah um, it, there's nobody that we've had as far as I can see um, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not judging it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting because you Catering to a slightly different crowd, yeah. those sort of comic cons. Yeah. So well, we kind of were. Things. We kind of, to a degree, there was. A, it was just. Actually, no. Nottingham Comic Con was quite based was, around very comics. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, Nottingham is very much like. I was going to say the true believers of the north, but maybe we're the Nottingham of the south. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I'll, but I'll it was you, still a different crowd. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you something about. Actually, the, the Worcester one. One of their guests is a guest from Red Dwarf, who I've no idea who he is. And that's saying something for me. That is pretty bad. Hmm. Talkie Toaster. No, because I know who that is. The original Crichton. No, because I know who he is. It's um, it was a guy who played Rimmer's brother in one of the latest series, one episode. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's my problem with these actor cons. Mm. Is when you're like, you know, third Weasley from the left. Mm. Or, you know, the stormtrooper who banged his head. No, oh, everyone claims to be him now. So I claim to you be him. Yeah. I wasn't even born and I claimed to be him. Yeah. I'm sure somebody had let me sign a picture. Mm. But we're not going into that dissing those cons. But yeah, so another sketchbook? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, well, I, I've got to get a reprint anyway because I sold out the last one, Stuart. Did I mention that? I've sold out, by the way, at £7. Ridiculously high price. I they weren't all £7. You gave my kid a discount. <laughs> at least two went for a fiver. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, I've got to... Uh, so I'm still debating whether or not to make it a one a 1.5 edition and add a few more pages because I do have enough for probably another, another half a sketchbook since I've got that one printed. 
So I'm, I'm undecided on that. I might just hold out and have sketchbook too. I do want to do a Zoot sketchbook, and I am debating whether or not to do a nude sketchbook Genuine. as well. Ooh, what? All self nudes? Or all, all me? Yeah, in the mirror. Genuine question on the one point five ones. Yeah. Will it be like Rachel Smith's Wired Up Wrong deluxe version that had like twice the additional content? It will, will probably it be. It will probably be fifty percent more content. How do you stand on that with people who've already bought it? Yeah, whether well, that would making that would them be double it. dip kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's always been the thing with me with like yeah, the tickets absolutely. is when people have done been like, why don't you ever do a sale on the tickets? And it's kind of like it shits on the people who've already bought it kind of thing is always my opinion of it but then i suppose but if they bring out a blu-ray with new special editions you go out and buy it well i would but i'm a twat <laughs> <laughs> not to say that people who do that are twats it's just it's a genuine question just yeah it's not something i'm clear on in my head yet but because i always like the that... idea of the special edition kind of thing yeah but it's... I, I meant that stage where the pros and the cons I need to get it more printed. I have more pages that can go in. Some pages I think are that I've done are better than what's in the book. A, a couple of my newer pages are better than some of the earlier pages. Um, so I could go two ways. I could get a. Tr- I, I still need to get more copies done of the first one, or and I can wait a little bit longer, and then do a second edition of a completely new stuff. See, I'd quite like to see you do a couple of sketchbooks. You've got done your robots one. Do your zoot one, maybe your nudes one, hmm. maybe a couple of other things, and then maybe do like a deluxe version that's those three sketchbooks combined with bonus newer updated stuff. Yeah. So maybe something like the Edmonton Brothers, uh, Lorenzo's sketchbook. That's the thing with that though is that that costs a hell of a lot to get printed. Well, it does, but it, not necessarily yeah. a doorstop kind of size, but yeah. maybe like a nice prestige collected. Mm. Thing. Well, for me, it's early days, yeah. Yeah, I've no, quite yeah. I've decided where I'm going in it. I mean, I, I, a, it's... I am a, a professionally, I suppose, if you can use that word, I am a digital artist anyway. This is almost a, a little glimpse of my sketchbook. So I would do want to concentrate more on the digital stuff anyway. And I am work will be, I am, I've got some rough ideas for my new, my net, I'm hoping to launch a new zoo print at uh, Worcester if I get time to finish it off. Cool. But, yeah, but yeah, no. It's just like I was generally putting the question as you know, somebody's, yeah. somebody's got to play devil's advocate on it, and it's kind of like the same. Like I say, with people when they ask why we don't do, like you know, Black Friday sales on tickets or whatever, mm. and just my personal feelings on it. But like you say, I'm also a comic fan, so I've bought the same comic because it's got a different cover. Mm. Nothing else is different; it's just the cover's different. So I'm also of that mentality. It's just sort of like you know the thought process behind how you do a deluxe edition or a 1.5 edition or a whatever sort of thing. It's kind of like us with Tales from Beyond Infinity. And if we ever sort of collected them together, would it just be a straight trade paperback collection kind of thing? Or would it be have bonus exclusive stuff in it as well? Yeah. If you think about it, when you get your trades... Your trade paperbacks. You something like Amazing, like Ultimate Spider-Man. You know, you first like you got the first lot of trades, which was say each issue was say six issues, and then later on they brought out another issue, was like a bumper issue, didn't they? Yeah, a bumper a trade. 
with like 15 issues inside each one. I'd always be more inclined to buy a trade. It never used to happen when I first started buying trades, but then trades were like a fiver. Yeah. For like, I think my Death of Superman trade from Titan way back was about five quid. But I think it had the covers in it, but nothing else bonus, and possibly an introduction. But you seem to get it more now where you'll get like character design pages or sketch covers. Pinups. Pinups, covers, gallery, a little bit on the work process. They're sort of part, uh, just a tiny little glimpse of an art of kind of book in the back. Yeah. And for me, that's kind of, it's why on the Tales from Beyond Infinity page on the website, if you go down to the bottom, I've put the various stages of the cover. Yeah. Just as a little sort of bonus, people can see how the cover came together. I can't show how people's comics came together because hmm. that's not mine to show. Other you can with the that one strip in the book. The, the first one, which yeah. was printed right. Oh, was it? Yeah, I said to him about it, and he said, no, that's how it was intended to go. Oh! One page, double page spread, one page. Oh, awesome. So, I didn't fuck it up, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two can play the fuck you game. <laughs> Let me write ticket prices on it. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> so, yeah, so what else happened at Trubies? What did people who didn't get there miss? Oh, okay. Um, there was some great cosplay. Um, we, cosplay. We've mentioned this on this before. We're not the biggest um, experts on cosplay. No, I I like looking at cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean in a... Anyway, <laughs> I mean in a... I can really appreciate the work that went into that. Uh, do you ever get kind of envious a little bit? Like, do you know what? If I, if I were, I'd love to become... Oh, there's certain people where I'm like, if I had the confidence, I would so rock that Superman costume. Yeah. That Superman, the beardy Superman who was walking around was ace. The beardy Superman. Was there a beardy Superman? There was a beardy Superman. I didn't see that. It's amazing. You're there all day, and then you look at the photographs afterwards, and you're just like, didn't see that, didn't see that. Damn it, didn't see that. I think my winner for group cosplay was the Scooby-Doo's. Yeah. (laughs) The Mystery Inc. They were fucking super. Did I tell you I sent the photograph to my nephew? My nephew was a massive Scooby-Doo fan, and I sent it to my my nephew. and and, Well, I sent it to my my brother-in-law, who showed my nephew... And it came back and he said, his name is Matthew, my, my nephew. And it came back and goes, Matthew says he doesn't think it's the real Shaggy and, and the real um, and the real Velma, but all the rest of it are, are real. <laughs> Bless him. My question is, do you think they had the Scooby-Doo before they decided on the outfit, or do you think they bought the stuff Scooby-Doo? Yeah, I, I think... After deciding that was their group. Unless it was a bit like spaced, where they, you know, they suddenly they just kind of stood back like that, <laughs> and then suddenly it was like, hang on a minute, we're actually Scooby-Doo people. <laughs> but no, I thought they were great, and the cosplayers are great with kids. It's like um, the first year we did it, there was um, Stevie dressed as Batman. Yeah, and my son believed me when I said that that was actually Batman, mm. and he went to school on the Monday and told everybody he'd seen Batman at the weekend. Bless him. And, uh, but it's like, yeah, it's like the Scooby Doo people. They're, they're at one point, after a few hours in, they were kind of. Virginia are having a bit of a rest, and I went and I pestered them. Can I have a photograph? Instantly, they were back in character, back in the poses, striking a pose, and all that. That's awesome. it. There's good cosplayers, and there are bad cosplayers. Same mm. with everything in life. There are, and there are people who've just gone to be dressed up. They're not there. They're in cosplay, but they're not there to cosplay. If yeah. that makes sense, because there is a certain mentality, and you'll get it when you tell people you're going to a comic con. Is that generally the first or second question is who are you going as? Mm. 
And <laughs> I get people's frustration with cosplayers. I get that certain comic creators don't like cosplayers because they don't think cosplayers buy comics, despite dressing as comic characters. Mm. Um, and there are a few people who've sort of genuinely said, I've never seen a cosplayer buying a comic. Oh, I have. I have. Yeah, I have. And there are some. But again, it's a broad generalisation that sort of builds the stigma against cosplayers. And like I say, cosplay is not your thing. It's not your thing. I'm not saying you should love cosplay. I'm not saying you should hate cosplay. Mm. I still really like Star Wars cosplayers. I know they're kind of... I don't know if I'm doing a disservice, but it's... Okay, well, I'll put it another way. It's not uncommon to see Star Wars cosplayers. And no. usually the same costumes, like the Stormtroopers and stuff. But I still get a bit of a kick out of it. I still like the idea of having a nice classic Stormtrooper yeah. armour, you know? I like the ones you can tell they made the costume themselves. Yeah, the fun elements to it. Yeah. And some really get some really clever ones as well. And I like... It just brings colour to the event. Like I say, we understand that some people don't want don't like cosplayers at their Comic-Con. I understand the frustration of cosplayers who will insist on standing in front of somebody's table to get a photo taken, blocking them from getting a sale, and I can understand why that sort of thing. It's why we have a separate cosplay hall. We don't, you know, segregate the cosplayers up into there, but we have a hall where they can, you know, focus on the cosplay stuff. Mm. And then we have the main convention floor where they can go around, they can look around, they can find a spot if somebody wants a quick photo with them. Um, They don't, get in people's way, they don't bother people who aren't fussed about cosplaying and they don't put off the people who do like cosplaying by being dicks to them or anything so it's a nice sort of relaxed atmosphere kind of thing and without the cosplayers we wouldn't be able to do one of the two most successful things I think on the day or three most successful things, the catwalk is always a huge draw for people Yeah, and the Superhero life drawing workshop. Yeah, absolutely. The two workshops. We had an unfortunate thing this year that we put on a great lineup of panels. I think not to sort of you know pat myself on the back or pat ourselves on the back. I thought the panels we put on were interesting, Mm. and in typical technical fuck up, we couldn't record them this year, which was gutting because there were three that I really wanted to listen to. Mm. Could we blame Kirk on them? We can't, unfortunately. Basically, the same reason that the awesome podcast episode that was due to go out before our event Hmm. didn't record because an update on his computer messed up his recording thing. Same thing, was it? Same thing. Same update. There was an update on Kirk's laptop that then messed his recording thing so it wouldn't record anything. Brilliant. So we tried a couple of different things. The guys who ran the awesome podcast panel managed to record theirs on their phone yeah and they got pretty good sound quality out of it but unfortunately i'd left my laptop at home this year so we didn't even have that as a backup so unfortunately we missed them and unfortunately not many people went to the panels i think the most we had in one was about 15 to 20 people okay which is really disappointing um and we'd sort of considered whether because we've never had massive crowds in the panels but they've been okay, I think. Mm. Um, and we toyed with the idea of do we get rid of panels, but then it's you then just pay into shop pretty much, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, and I like panels. Um, as long as the people on the panels are happy in the knowledge that they might just be speaking to two or three people, I don't see the harm in keep 
pushing forward with them. But the workshops, huge draws. The one Sarah Millman ran on creating a zine. Zine? Zine. Zine. They called them zines. Um, it's not a magazine, is it? It's not a magazine. It's not a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> um, really w- went really well. Sarah loved doing it. All the feedback we had. Yeah, I, I loved stood it. up there watching it for a little while. And honestly, it just the, the face. It was, I mean, it's a great idea anyway. Cause I, in case you don't know, I didn't know what a zine was. I have to admit, it's the it was it's the way that you fold a piece of paper in a certain way, and instantly it becomes a one, two, three, four, five, six, eight is page it? comic, isn't eight it? page, Mini comic. eight page per, per view comicy thingy. But it's very clever. You can do it out of one piece of paper, and you make a little slit in it and fold it up, and it was great. And she was, you know, she had every what we do, kids and adults doing an eight page little comic strip in this little book. And there were some great results because she'd originally, as she got some actual comic artists to do some as well beforehand, so she had those on hand. To, did you see any of them? I didn't. No, They're I great. missed it all. <laughs> yeah, they were they were brilliant. You know, actually, uh, I mean, the guy who did, um, which well, I'll talk about again in a second. But you know, the, the beast hunting battle badges. Oh, um, Steve Sims. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I'm he really did annoyed. one. I wanted to pick up a copy. Me of that. too. That's what I was going to bring up, and it wasn't because I, I, I said hello to him and everything because I recognised his his work he did for the lanyard, and I, I you know, I, rec- I introduced myself to him and everything. But it he wasn't... came over to see me because he loved the framed. Yeah, lanyard. That's sort of straight away because he did say, "Oh yeah. my god, what's this?" Because I took him to his table, and then it wasn't until after the event when I stumbled upon his Facebook page and I started looking at his work, and I thought. I really should have got a copy of that. This works. Have you? Have you properly seen his work? Oh, no, no, I've seen Lanyard work. It's stunning. Yeah, no, I've been through his page a few times. Um, listening to reminds me of Bone a little bit actually. There's an awesome comics podcast episode that went up the day after True Believers or the Monday after True Believers, where they'd gone round speaking to various yes people interviewing them, and I was listening to it and I was like, shit, I wanted to get a copy of that. Mm. It's like I contacted Sam Webster because I picked up a copy of his new mini comic that he'd done, the um, Sometimes I Just Want to Kill You. Yeah. And I picked it up and I thought I'd bought it. And I hadn't, I must have picked it up, been distracted, put it back down. And you stole it. To deal with something. <laughs> Robbed him like, no. So I contacted him and was like, I thought I bought a copy, but I haven't. If you've got any left, will mm. you be at such and such event? And he wasn't at any of the events that I don't think that I was going to. So I was, he was like, but you can buy one off me online if you want. I was like, I will do that. Yeah. And I need to just write a list of people I want to track down this year. Yeah. And kill them. And kill them. <laughs> and buy their frigging comics. Yeah. So what did you buy? What's your, what, what do they call it? Uh, the swag list, don't they? they swag. What's your swag? My, st- my constant, my con swag. Um, I bought from Wine and Zine. Wine and Zine. It doesn't sound right when it's with wine. No. No, it doesn't, does it? No. Wine and Zine. Wine and Zine. I bought their... Um, Zine? Swap. It's like loads of movie posters, but they've swapped the sexes of the men to women. It's like you've got a Breakfast Club one. You've oh, got yeah. So I picked that up because I wanted that. Um, I bought... Um, Is it? No. No, nothing mm. up there. I bought Awesome Anthology number one. Or the Awesome Comics number one, mm-hmm. which is really good. And then I did some fan art for that, which they then shared on their awesome page. And a lot of people liked my little drawing. Mm. I think people are just polite. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! They're um, no, very awesome. Haha. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see your joke. I picked up a couple of things from Nick Prolix, mm-hmm. his sketchbook. 
I bought his sketchbook and didn't buy yours. You wouldn't be overpriced. And I bought his um, It Always Rains on a Sunday mini. And what else did I buy? I didn't buy as much this year as I normally do. I was quite disappointed. I ended up buying more stuff for the kids, I think. Mm. I kept wanting things like overpriced minifigures. Sorry. Reasonably... No, they were overpriced. Um, the Lego ones? Were they, yeah, were they real like ones? A, yeah, it was a Draco from a set. Oh, yeah. And Jack thought it was two quid, so I was like, fine, I'll buy it for you. And then when we got there, it turned out it was ten quid, but he let me have it for a fiver, which was fine. But if I'd have gone on eBay, I could have bought one for four quid. <laughs> if I'd have paid a tenner for it, I'd have been fucking livid. <laughs> um, but Jack was happy, and that's the main thing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, didn't buy. Oh, I bought a couple of Gremlins figures. Lego. No. The oh no! I saw that. I saw you buy bought um buy them. I bought them from Edward. They're up on the shelf. They're only small. Damn it! Um, oh yeah. I wasn't going to take them out of the box, but the packet split at the bottom, so I thought, fuck it, might as well. Um, yeah. I think that's it that I bought. Because it wasn't a massive con hall this time. I had a hit list of people I really wanted to get around to see, but just every time I sort of stopped long enough at a table to buy something, hmm. I ended up whisked away elsewhere. I say most of the stuff I bought was kind of at the end when people were packing up and I was like, I wanted that. <laughs> so mm. I didn't pick up Kev Brett's book. I spoke to Kev for ages and mm. didn't actually buy anything from him. I did that with a couple of people. Um, I wanted to get some of Andy Bloor's Midnight Man stuff. And it just didn't happen, but hopefully he'll be at the summer events so mm. and buy it from him then. Um, yeah, I ended up speaking to people whose books I'd read over the previous year, like um, James Lawrence. I was talking to him about his... Um, Legend of La Mariposa, which I absolutely adore. And generally checking him out to see if he had anything new, because he does it... You're checking him out? I was checking like, him look out. Look at his arse. I was checking everybody's arse out. Um, I'm an equal opportunity arse checker. <laughs> uh, no, so I was talking to him, because he does Legend of La Mariposa online, but I don't like reading comics on a screen. No, it makes my eyes go funny. God, I'm like, getting old. I wanted to pick up Vanguard. Spoke to Dan from Awesome Pond yeah. uh, podcast for ages again, but just didn't actually remember to pick one up. Mm. It's bizarre what you fucking your mind at a con. No, it's true, it. absolutely. And there's in the back of your mind, there's oh, I'll get a chance to in a minute. And it's like I wanted to, to buy a frigging print of the Tales cover from you. Oh yeah, I was going to bring that with you, yeah. with me, bugger. It's because you're selfish. And um, yeah, just clean for. Did you sell many of them on the day or no? Any of them? No, no, afraid not. I guess people were like, I bought the cover, I got the comic. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> I just the it. comic, I got the cover. Because admittedly, they were the same price as the comic. But again, I was giving all the proceeds to, 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 Rider, to Sue yeah. Rider. So I thought, well, I'll give it a go. I don't know, maybe we could package them together as, with the comic. Yeah. Do something like that. Because um, we didn't sell many of the badges either, which again, the badges one, were just to sort of help cover the One thing cost. I was thinking of doing, and I never did it, was to see if I could take one of the covers, or even one of the comics, and get it signed by everyone who had something to do with it, or the people who were there. That anyway. was something I wanted to do. And I didn't get around to it. Um, just to sort of have as a souvenir for ourselves kind of thing. Yeah. But we'll have to just track them down over the year. Sign mm. my comic. But yeah, so... Yeah, so we had the workshops that went really, really well. Like I say, 
Sarah Millman's one was fantastic, and then the superhero life drawing. Yeah, I hosted that one. <laughs> you see people with sketchbooks just running upstairs to get to that. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, it was brilliant. I love it. I mean, it's one of those things where you try to work out how many people people might come. So you set the tables up, set the chairs up. Then a few more people turn up, so then you've got to put more chairs out. Then a few more people, and then you've got to adjust the tables a little bit. And it turns out that you, you know, you just got it's just massively popular. I think we had, do we have thirty three people for it? Does that ring a bell? I can't remember. There was in yes. photographs. It was a, it was quite a few, and it ended up having to sit at you know the table where we had the uh, draw something Sunday sheet yeah. or draw something Saturday sheet out. We ended up having to use that table as well because there wasn't enough tables. Yeah, and it was it was really good. And um, there were some people who'd never picked up a pencil properly before. And there's a few names I recognised. There's one guy I recognised from the summer event. No, it wasn't summer event. It was last year's event. Yes, it was um, Chris. The guy was Chris Travell, is it? Who was with Chris Sides? I'm pretty sure it was yeah. him. Yeah. His work's great. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was him. He came to it last and And this time, he brought his proper sketchbook and everything. He actually brought his proper sketchbook and his pencils. It was quite and... nice, because some people left theirs behind, so I sort of collected up the ones that are left behind yeah. and kept more. And some are like, you know, they've started it and then given up. Mm. And either that's the discarded sheet, they've started again. And you can see the various levels of people, and the photos that Claire took a few photos of people's pages. I think you took a few on your phone, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so I don't think I've given them to you. So, yeah, there was some fantastic stuff. And it was just nice to see everybody having a go. Same with the making a zine one. Yeah. Do you um, have any photographs of that? Any no, of the... they all disappeared. Oh, People obviously took them with them. I think one person left one behind. Yeah. Um, which I've got in a storage box. But that re- workshop area went really well. The only mm. problem with that was I didn't... I meant to get a pull-up banner made. Mm. We need to get a pull-up banner made, I think, to sort of section that area off because people were sitting in there eating their lunch yeah because <laughs> i sort of had to go around about 10 minutes before the making a zine workshop and be kind of like there will be a workshop happening here and yeah plenty of time to eat your food but you mm. know just i got around that but i was going to be able to take part oh uh, nice mm. they didn't they just looked to me and stuff that yeah the Whereas, fish, i was just a sandwich, sandwich nazi and just kind of like, you can't eat that here. <laughs> sandwich nazi um but yeah that went really well the worksheets we put out i don't think did Many people took them. I've certainly not had anybody send any back with their design, but we'll carry that over to the summer. Oh, event. yeah, we've got plenty of them, yeah. So, and again, that was just a fun thing somebody could take away and do in their time. And the whole thing is designed to get people creating. So I think on that level, we hit. See, that, I, I think that is another lovely, unique thing about our, the event as well. This whole, that whole spin on. It's like our Draw Something Sundays. Those spin on just, just draw. I think that's great. Just draw, just create, just yeah. put pen to paper and start bashing out stuff. But whatever you do, don't overprice it if you're selling it. You're near the end of it. Let it go, man. It's just just because your mum said you're talented, <laughs> and just because everybody bought your comic, <laughs> doesn't mean you got anything. Do um, you know? I'm kicking myself because um, you should have charged ten quid. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I bought a set of comics and I'm sat here trying to remember the name of it and I really can't I'm really annoyed about myself because they're great and it was a small press that were there on the day and I can only describe it uh, The it was um, someone might be out there was shouting at me with the name of it but it's um, it's a uh, it's a scientist who made 
a his daughter into a robot or put or his he made a massive big robot with pigtails and the robot believes that she is the scientist's daughter mm, not sure and it's Oh, it's annoying. It just caught. I saw it. I was talking to the guy and I saw his, his stuff. And I and thought, like, I've got to buy Yeah, literally. Oh, robots have got to buy that because it was a really nice robot design. Big hulking thing with big tail, with pigtails. It's great. And I can't for the life of me remember what the comic's called. I'm mm. sorry to whoever that was. You did make leave an impression, I promise. I just can't remember your name. No, like I say, I can't. I'm pretty sure I bought a couple of other things and I can't for the life of me remember what they were. What I'll do, I'll check and I'll post it. Once you this goes online, I'll post it. Cool. Underneath it. Um, yeah, we had some good reviews. We did. Post the event. A couple of people who had press passes haven't done fuck all with their press passes yet. <laughs> Which is kind of annoying. It's even on the day packing up, the amount of people come up and just shut my hand and say, you know, oh, look, I'll just say it was a brilliant event again. You know, you guys carry on what we're doing. And I'd say, it's all me, mate. No, do it, Stuart. All me. <laughs> Sorry, you can have it all. <laughs> <laughs> this year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. Um, I'd say nothing but good feedback. A couple of logistical issues, mm. and the gaps between some of the tables seem to have shrunk again. Mm. So I don't know whether if we go back to the race course, we look at changing the floor plan slightly. Um, it's tricky, the floor plan. Unfortunately, there's no. It's always the trickiest bit, is that because you 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 know you. Oh, it's like planning a wedding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a lot more small press this year, which I thought a lot more small was press, good. Didn't we? Um, trying to and so many back issue sellers. I think, uh, with the exception of like the comic marts that are just designed for back issue sellers to go and sell hmm. comics and that, I think we have one of the widest selection of back issue sellers. That's very cool, isn't it? At a con in the UK, and I think we had about. 15 See, people selling comics. It's fantastic. I mean, I know that was one of the major reasons you wanted to put a comic on in the first place for back issues. And it's fantastic. You know, and it really... Do you know what's really annoying? Schools. I forgot my bloody book that tells me what issues yeah, I need. your list. Um, it's fantastic for us, you know, old school guys who used to go to comic shops and pick up whatever they fancied. However, as somebody who works at a con and, and loads cars... It's, it's a bastard. It's a bastard. They <laughs> <laughs> are not light. We wanted to lose weight, so you lost <laughs> some weight and built some muscle. <laughs> You're oh, welcome. Broke me back at the same time. It's the joke every year with Edward about because Edward does it with Margaret, his wife. We always joke that Margaret's the one who has to bring all the boxes in and take them back to the car. <laughs> so he likes to sell a lot so that she's got less lifting to do on the way back. <laughs> but no, everybody had a good day that I spoke to. Um, all the feedback was good. Like I say, apart from a couple of logistical issues. Um, a few things that we still need to tweak um, 2019 we're going to a different venue which we will announce soon when we're ready um, to be fair we're focused on the summer event at the minute so 2019 it's not nothing will be announced until around the summer event mm. kind of thing because I'm kind of we usually launch ticket sales August, September time. Well, you no, know, it's March time. Is it? 
It's quite early we launched ticket sales, maybe May. Oh, you mean for the summer event? No, for the twenty for the following oh, okay. year's one in the past. And then last year, the day after True Believers 2017, we put True Believers 2018 tickets on sale at a discounted price. We made a feature of that, didn't we? We did. Um, this year, they won't go on sale till August, the day-ish or the day of the summer event. Mm. So, because let's focus on the summer event rather than keep trying to push two events yeah and then but obviously we'll be working behind the scenes and then in theory we'll have some decent stuff to launch changing venues gonna mean the event changes slightly we're jokingly saying it's not it's a true believers event rather than the true believers event mm. um it'll be smaller we'll have to change things we're not entirely sure how we're going to make the cosplay catwalk work at the moment we got a while to think of that one venue, now, haven't we? But we will have something, even if it's not the catwalk, as you come to know it. Mm. And we'll certainly be putting in extra effort to get the catwalk at the summer event. Even if it ends up that the cosplay sort of falls by the wayside and we have to put a separate cosplay event on at a different time. A purely cosplay-focused event. Yeah. We'll find a way to make sure Celebrate Cosplay is represented in 2019. Mm. Um, but the actual venue itself, well, we've been, we visited, haven't we? And it's quite a promising venue. It is, yeah. It'll be different. It'll be it's more of an old school Comic Con kind of feel Very venue. Much so. um, sort of, you know, not open and bright like the race course. It is a room with no natural light kind of thing, from what I remember. It was all ceiling lights and that. But it's going to be different. It will still have the same heart and passion that we put into all our events, be it the main one, the summer one, the Christmas fairs, the mall cons that we did. They all run under the same ethos of what True Believers should be. Smaller means less tables, which means we'll be more focused on the kind of tables we have there. Um, we'll be asking people to apply for tables, or not apply for tables, but to register their interest with links and pictures of their work kind of thing. Um, generally, we'll be basing it on how it fits in with a comic-focused event. Um, it means there'll be less room. Artists we want to keep. Small press tables, definitely back issue sellers, definitely, and guests are our main focus. We'd like to have a couple of toy seller tables, because I think... People go to cons. I think it's, it's a nice kind. Of, it's almost a not relief, but it's, it makes a nice change when you're walking around the tables and you're getting comic after comic after comic. But suddenly, oh look, you know, there's a Danger Mouse toy. Kind of. Yeah, it's quite nice. You know, I used to have that toy when I was a kid, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think if it's in keeping with what we do and what we are, there will be a table for you. In theory, but like I say, space is going to be tight. And like I say, just because we're focusing on the comic stuff still doesn't mean you shouldn't register your interest because you might have something that we're kind of like, that's something a little different. Mm. The Unfortunately, we can't really have cake stands at the True Believers 2019 or if we go back to the race course, we're not allowed cake stands anymore. Um, so that'll be different. But like I say, comic-focused that's the thing we want to keep building on uh that's the community we sort of represent and it would be the same with the summer one um a lot of people have been applying for tables for the summer one already so if you're interested in that 
again it's all on the website if you go on there and check it out um same deal comic focused so small press back issue sellers 100 percent interested in and artists and other stuff just sort of put it out there the worst that will happen is we'll say unfortunately not this year you'll be on our radar then if we then move back to a bigger event so i mean i've got ideas for where i want these things to go moving forward it's going to be based on popularity um unfortunately today melksham announced that they're not coming back so that's oh yeah i was going to mention that yeah that's one indie comic focused con that's gone um i put a post out on the real comic conventions we love page about if you love these events you need to support them and you can support them without spending a penny you can leave a review on their facebook page if they've got that facility um you can put a post or a tweet out just saying you had a really good time at this you're really looking forward to next year's one invite your friends to like the page the way facebook's set up now and the way twitter's always been set up is it's really difficult for your post to reach the people you're trying to hit there are so many people that you'll see it in a thread about a comic-con that at some point somebody will go it is such a shame that there aren't more there aren't comics comic-cons that focus on comics anymore Mm. And ever so often, somebody will point them to the Real Comic Conventions We Love page on Facebook, which if you search Real Comic Conventions We Love, the group page will come up. And that's got a list of all the comic-focused events, um, some of which we've been to, some of which are recommended. Some, their main focus is on comics, but they do still have actors and that kind of thing there. Um, But their main focus is comics, which... The priority for being on that page is that your main focus is comics. That at least like sixty to seventy percent of your guests are comics, comic creators, that kind of thing. Let's so get on there. We all struggle with the same thing in that we don't have the money to advertise. Um, it was quite—I wouldn't say eye-opening. It was a little frustrating and disappointing that when the local press ran something on this year's event, there were lots of comments underneath. Yeah. Of I didn't even know this was happening. It That's makes you wonder how these people run their business that I didn't even know it was happening. <laughs> and you're tied to what you can do. You can ask shops and bars and chip shops in the local area to put posters up, but you can't guarantee they'll do it. Mm-hmm. A lot will say, yeah, we'll take a poster, and then it'll never appear on the wall. You can spend all of our budget on one magazine, one advert that might reach... A lot of people are like... Ten people that might be interested in coming. Yeah, a lot of people have been like, why don't you advertise in SFX or something like that? It's like five grand to get an advert that somebody's going to see in SFX. Yeah. And then there's no guarantee that you're hitting the people you want to hit with that five grand. There's... Which, I mean, if you took a five grand ad out in SFX and you sold 500 tickets off the back of it, that's great, that ad's paid for itself. But it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Like I say shops bars and that might say they'll take your poster they might put it up for a week or so but then it disappears um local press some people live in an area where the local press are all over any kind of comic-con we are unfortunately in a place where that doesn't happen i mean we were i would say we were really lucky this year and bbc radio gloss off their own back because i'd given up contacting them after so many years off their own back got in touch and said they wanted somebody to come down on the day yeah we did a live interview, didn't we? We did a live interview with friggin' 
Tony and Vince and Dan. I can't remember which of the other ones it was, but definitely Tony in the background trying to put me off. <laughs> so, which I'm surprised it definitely wasn't Vince because I was surprised it wasn't Vince after we were trying to put him off at Nottingham Comic Con when he was interviewing Rachel Smith by holding up a Vince has hepatitis A through C <laughs> <laughs> sign. But, um, but yeah, so that was really nice. But it was also on the day, which is kind of too late to reach people who mm. might be interested in coming to the event. And it's not necessarily local media's fault. They're following a doctrine that they are passed down from higher up. It's just frustrating. So you can help and support. And I'm not just talking about our event. I'm talking about Leamington, Sice, Ice, Nice. Not in um, all the ices. All the ices. Trice, Frice, Christ. Um, basically, if you've been to a independently run local comic con that you, or even not local, but you know, independently run. I mean, we're a family business at the end of the day. I do the setup sort of work. You come in, do all the graphic work, and act as a sounding board for ideas. Mm. My wife does all the accounts. Friends and family help us on the day with running it. It's not, despite, I think, the image that some people might have, we're not sitting in a massive corporation yeah. tower block somewhere Yeah, we don't, an army of people. We, we don't have a cookie-cutter convention that we sell to. You know, but we and just... it says a lot about how we do it, that people do think that yeah. it's run by a corporation or we're not like an MCM where they have, like... Or, Read pop on it now, where there are a massive team, and we're currently sat at your kitchen table. This is as close as you get to an office. Isn't it's it? a dining room table. I mean, come on, yeah. let's not. Okay, dining room. Yeah, it is. And then, much to my wife's delight, our dining room wall in between pictures is just blue tacked up stuff to do, stuff to print, and then I have to stick post-it notes up. And that's the list of jobs leading up to the event. Next to you'll take that posters. Next to my take that poster. That was a gift for my wife, and she was really fucking ungrateful. <laughs> she got the poster for free, and then I thought, I'll get a frame for that, because she always moans I got so much shit up. Yeah. So I got a frame, put it on, and she came home, and it was on the table, and I was like, oh my god, and she was like, why'd you bother? Oh, nice. Is it because it was a take-that poster? Yeah, I thought I thought it was quite. It was a poster she liked. I thought she quite... Um, but she's of the opinion that we're too old to frame posters. <laughs> You're never too old to frame posters. No, right? absolutely not. So I got but, a quote for a, I got a quote for a frame the other day. It was sixty quid. Was it? Not actually not the bad, range. Five quid. I know, but this <laughs> needs a particular set of print and it's a, a really awkward. It needs size. a particular set of print. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, we're family run, and a lot of these events are one or two people bashing it out as a side project. In between family, work, day job, um, there was quite a nice TED talk. Or TEDx, TED Talk X, mm. the independent ones um, that Alex Pipe Dream posted about because he's one of the people mentioned in it that's all about side projects. And by proxy, we're kind of in it because the picture of Alex is taken at True Believers last year. Oh, wow. We're in a TED Talk. So we're, we're kind of cool. in a TED Talk. By proxy, we're in a TED yeah. Talk. And he's wearing one of our lanyards. So. Um, what was the outlook on it? Uh, it was last year, so it would have been an exhibitor one. So was that that kid? Yeah, it was. Yay! 
probably facing the wrong way around. Yeah, probably. Facing, right. That's why we did them double sided this year. <laughs> I mean, CLK got all the. Um... Yeah. <laughs> they got. They were in a TED talk too, potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. But that was all about side projects, and you know, people do this as a passion. Mm. We do this as a passion. Like, like I said on one of our previous ones before we had to delete it, we don't do it for the money. There isn't really any money in it. Uh, we'd love to come out swimming in money, be like Scrooge McDuck, but a big money bin in the garden. But unfortunately, it's not a reality of doing it, and we're fine with that because our philosophy was always: as long as we break even, and people have a really good time, or even a moderately good time, or even a I quite enjoyed five minutes of that time we did what we set out to do and that again i can't speak for all of the event runners on the page the real comics group page but most of them that i've spoken to are doing it because they are genuinely passionate Mm. and there are a couple that are like i'm in it for the money which is fair enough (laughs) um as long as you put on a good show it doesn't matter harrison ford's never been shy about the fact he's an actor for money not for the craft and he's still an amazing actor, so um, that was a waffly. But yeah, so I, support your the events you love, otherwise they will disappear. Um, like I say, leave them a review, tweet about them, tell people about them, offer to help out if you can. They, again, they might say we're good for volunteers, but thank you for offering. Again, it puts you on their radar. And just every so often share a picture or check out the page and just go through it. Because, again, unless you follow the page, you don't get the notifications. Every year, hundreds of indie comic artists die of starvation on the streets. Only you can help them. That's what you sound like. (laughs) Do I? You do a little. It's a bit telephony. Sorry. (laughs) It's a serious problem, though. I mean, (laughs) otherwise we will get to the point where people are like, do you remember when Comic-Cons were about comics? Yeah. Because that's how those events died out. <laughs> like um, the dinosaur of events. But yeah, so anyway. It's all bullshit. Just do it so we can keep doing what we love, basically. And we're actually making shitloads of money out of it, by the way. Oh, we are. We're fucking rolling <laughs> in it. <laughs> yes. Um, it's because our tickets are over. No! <laughs> <laughs> you saved yourself there. So yeah, summer event. Sunday the 5th of August at Blackfriars again. Yep, as we were for the last two years? One year. One year. We did it last year as a sort of stopgap between Melksham's. Yeah. And people had such a good time, and we knew Melksham was moving from their August date anyway, that we drew bowed to the popular demand of three people, which is enough for us. <laughs> enough for us. <laughs> and decided, <Just> majority. <laughs> decided to do it again. Yeah. And um, then obviously Melksham announced today that they're not, or today at the time of recording this, that they are not coming back Yeah, for 2018. Whether they'll come back ever in the future, I don't know. Um, I kind of think it's gone. I kind of said on when somebody shared it that I don't think they'll be the last one in the next couple of years to disappear. Mm. Support your local Comic-Con. Unless it's got fucking celebrities on it. <laughs> celebrities in quotation marks. Um... If you love it, support it. <laughs> if you love someone, set them free. <laughs> free, free. Set them free. Um, yeah, so... Again, more of the same, but smaller. Just as much heart. 
just as much passion. Um, comic focused, cosplay, workshops. I'm fucking. I'm so excited about workshops now. Hmm. So it's the future. It is the future. Garlic bread. Maybe that's what we should do. A workshops event. <laughs> that isn't a bad idea, you know. We'll talk about that off air, but that's not a bad idea. It's something there's, I've there's something there. toyed with in how we could do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I'd quite like to bring back the evening with. We did the one with Paul Cornell. Yeah. It's getting guests that people will come and see because there's nothing more embarrassing than getting somebody down mm. to do a talk or an interview or something and then five people turn up. Um, I've got a hit list of people I'd love to get down to sort of chat about the craft and that. Mm. And it's kind of, it's a thing that doesn't really happen that much. Mm. Those sort of talks, unless you're sort of like in the big London sort of areas where they can shout about it. But it's something I'm always interested in, people talking about their craft. Even you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could waffle on for hours. And so can I. Hence why you're now doodling. And I... <laughs> but yeah, um, so how do you feel about the future of True Believers? Off of this last one. I'm actually, I'm quite looking forward to the new venue. Um, I think it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be a different monster. And I, I think that's quite exciting. It is. It's going to throw up its own challenges. I think in some ways it will be less stressful. I think in some ways it's going to be easier. In some ways it isn't. I think it's, yeah. Um, I'm excited. It's not... It, basically, we can't go back to the race course in 2019 because somebody else stole our weekend mm. and booked it out for like two weeks. So we couldn't even move a week either side. And we didn't want to move because we wanted... We've got our place in the calendar and it's... Because we're comfy where we are. We are, and it's kind of frustrating when an event keeps moving around the year. I think you kind of pitch your weekend and stick to it kind of thing. Um, it gets frustrating, it gets difficult to plan anything, because, you know, X event was in March last year, now it's in June. Or, you know, it was in April, in October, now they've moved it to March. So we like we like the consistency. The obsessive compulsive in me needs that consistency. <laughs> we like that we're sort of the unofficial uh, convention opener for the year. Well, officially, we are the official one, really. We are, but I don't... There might no, we be... haven't got a badge saying that, but we are actually the first one of the year. We are, and there was a lovely piece that Nick Prolix put out. Yeah, where he yes, said that Even he if did. another event came in a couple of weeks before we us, still would we be would still be considered the... Yeah. Which... Um, I can't remember if I put a link up, but if I haven't, I will. That piece Nick Prolix wrote about True Believers generally got everything we've been going for for the last four years. He gets us, man. He gets us. Like He looked deep inside our soul, man, and he saw. <laughs> did you contact him and thank him for that, or did you mention it? I did. Mm. I'm sure I did. Shit, now I'm doubting it. Because mm. there are emails I think thought I've replied to and then I've not replied to, so... Because in this post-con haze, <laughs> again, a reason why was my that a Jimmy Hendrix wall... song? <laughs> <Yeah>. Post-con haze. <laughs> in this is why my dining room wall is filled with to-do list things. <laughs> Although it's lovely and clear at the minute because I've not, no, not nothing to do. Well, no, I've not got nothing to do. I've just not got 
deep down into it yet. Yeah. Still recovering. <laughs> you should. One of your stuff to do should be make stuff to do. Yeah. Make labels. <laughs> do list. <laughs> um, I think we deserve a couple of weeks off, don't we? <laughs> you don't. You don't do fuck all. <laughs> no. Well, I haven't got bloody time. I've got so much stuff on. <laughs> Creating more overpriced sketchbooks. Yeah. <laughs> These overpriced sketchbooks don't draw themselves, you know. They don't. It's true. That's what draw something Sundays for. Yeah. I really struggled this week. It was a disappointing one this week because you and I were the only two who did it. Yeah. But then again, we've, it's been like that for a couple of weeks, hasn't no, it? No, it sort of fluctuates. Sometimes we'll get a few people, sometimes yeah. we'll get a couple. Uh, it's nice that there are regular people, and obviously we don't expect people to be able to do it every week. It's part of our. Mine and my wife's kind of normal Sunday now that she will go and watch her YouTube, whatever she watches. I don't know what she watches, don't pay attention. And I'll sit down, put a move on, and draw. And it's part of our regular what we crave for on a Sunday, which is It's nice. my thing sort of towards the end of a Sunday now. I'll just sit down and draw. Yeah. Like I say, this week I just wasn't in the zone, so mm. I really struggled. Because if you ever look closely at that page, you will see the multiple rubbings out. Because <laughs> I did it on a big sheet, because I was like, I've got this thing in my head of what I'm going to do. And it was like, nope, rub it out. No, rub it out. No, rub it out. Fuck it, I'll draw a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking went right back into the vault. Oh, I know, didn't I? That's because <clears throat> for Lent, I've given up drawing robots. Um, which is why I just do all I'm doing is drawing characters. And but they're robot skeletons underneath, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you yeah. see that as your process. You know, some people do the stick mat, and you do like a robot skeleton, and then flesh it out into a <laughs> rabbit. That's like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all the characters are actually secret Terminators. If you ever did one of those McFarlane ones where it's like a line, a circle, a line, a circle, that's your leg. <laughs> we'll build that up in a minute. Yours is just like robot leg, robot yeah. leg, robot body, <laughs> robot head, robot arms, make it a bunny. These pistons are the all these wires. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I found it really difficult to sort of get in the zone. Mm. I think because I was more excited about writing something than mm. drawing something. Well, why don't you change it to create something someday and so you can write? Well, it's difficult to put something you've written out. Why don't you take if... a photograph of your book and your pen? Yeah. But I think something you write's a bit more personal. I think, well, not that a drawing isn't personal, but I think it's easier to show a finished drawing than a, this is a rough draft of a script. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um... But yeah, like I say, Draw Something Sunday fluctuates some weeks. I mean, there's been a couple of weeks where I think one person's done it. Mm. And I don't think I've missed many. No, I think I've missed a couple since we've done it. Mm. And we took a couple of weeks off over Christmas. Yeah. For obvious reasons. How many weeks have we been doing it now? Is it 40-odd? We're on week 45. So we're nearly coming to a year. Yeah, I know. So, it'd be nice to get people find a way to get people more involved in it but yeah. I also like that it sort of grows and fluctuates organically we'll definitely have to do Sketch Timber again yes yes because the last one didn't kill us oh. <laughs> so much that we fucking like drug addicts went straight into Inktober <laughs> despite both saying we weren't going to do it <laughs> um, I really enjoyed both of those but like I say spending four, four to five hours drawing some days Mm-hmm. when you've got to get up early for work the next mm-hmm. day wasn't smart One more that's line. probably what I'm recovering for from more than the con 
It's just coming up with ideas was a difficult thing. And it was. You it was find nice. that's all you're thinking about at work. It was nice for Sketch Timber that we'd given ourselves themes. Yeah. And I loved, like, Dave Jones's post-it notes ones. They were very clever. That was, um... Um, Elvis... Was it Elvis? What was King it Legacy. King Legacy, Dave yeah. Jones, yeah. Um... But yeah, um, oh the King Legacy. I'd love to give those guys a shout out. Actually, the King Legacy guys. Not Dave. Dave wasn't there. No, the other King Legacy guys, Jay and Liam, because they. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if I've told you, but they, they were incredibly enthusiastic about my stuff. And those guys, they want. They actually wanted to meet me, and I thought that was really cool because they were flicking through my stuff, and they just would like my my head just swelled up, the one on my neck. I mean. Just kind of swallowed up after talking to those guys. So, yeah, you guys, you guys are great. Sorry, carry on. No, 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 just fucking stroke yourself off a little bit more. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> uh, that's why Lorenzo liked to leave. Yeah, I think he was off this, that guy again. It's like, <laughs> fuck, he's like in my eye line. I don't want to be making contact with him Damn all it, the time. Seen me, make excuses, I'm going. He saw, me gl- he saw me glance at his canvas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go wait in the car for five hours. <laughs> He's just sat in the toilet cubicle, <laughs> rocking. <laughs> There's somebody in here. <laughs> no more robots. No more robots. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got two things to look forward to. And other cons in between, like say Leamington's in April. I want to say Slices in June, but I might be wrong. Cardiff Independent Comic Expo. You can find it on Facebook. Um, Iz came along, said really nice things about our event. I think Shane from Ice came as well. Mm. I just didn't get a chance to speak to him. Um, Dan from Leamington was there. It's quite nice. It's frustrating because I work Saturdays. <laughs> I get one in four off. I'm limited to the events I can go to. I'm off for Leamington, so I'll be at Leamington this year. Just milling around. Are you, you're, you're going? I was thinking of getting a table there. I don't know if you've got any tables left. I probably won't get a table there. You probably won't. You know him, put a good word in for us. You might be able to pitch up with a table. I can tell him if you get any cancellations. Yeah. We'll be there to wash it out if he needs us. Um, we were at last year's and the year before, weren't we? No, we weren't at last year's. I was we were at the year before. Year's. We were at the year before, yeah. And the year well, before no, that. Not the year before. We went to the first one... Because he said we could go and whore our event. Yeah. Which was jolly decent of him. Um, then we had a table at the second one. Yeah. Which was jolly decent of him. Um, then they had a year off. Then they came back last year, but I was at work and couldn't, I was hoping to get there after work and then didn't end up finishing work till like two o'clock. So by the time I would have got there, they'd have been packing up. Um, and then this year it falls on my Saturday off, so... Hmm. Barring any acts of God or family crisis or anything like that, I shall be there. Because um, again, I've got a hit list of people I need to buy from. Well, buy. even if we, even if you got, there's a punch rock come with you for that. Cool. Um, but yeah, um, I guess sort of just to round it off, just to say a massive thank you to everybody who tabled at the event, everybody who bought tickets and supported the event. Everybody who's been coming since one guy um, asked one of the agents to introduce me to him because he'd been coming to True Believers since the beginning and he just wanted to say thank you in person Aww. for putting the event on, which was really fucking nice. 
because I'm always slightly dubious when somebody like which one's Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says I am not Stuart. <laughs> our joke's always been I'm Stuart, unless you want to punch me, in which case Andy Stuart. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, everybody who sort of came and spoke to us about the event, um, everybody who took the time to drop us an email with feedback. Um, like I say, all the guests, all the agents, so much good feedback about the agents again. They were, yeah, we, the, we, we, we've always had a good team, but this year it was just great, I think, especially. I think. gelled. I mean, they're mostly veterans now, aren't they? We had a they couple are. of new faces. Nigel's been there since the beginning. Gary Lee's been there since yeah. the beginning. Glyn's been there since the second year, was Glyn? Yeah, Glyn was second year. Um, Kirk's been there for the last couple of years and, in the panel room. Yeah. Uh, Cat stepped up this year because Caroline knows what she did. Um, she reached for the sky, didn't she? She did reach for the sky with the Benga boys and steps. Fucking talk about fucking spitting in your face. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cat, despite going through fucking radiotherapy, manned reception for us with Susanna's sister. She lasted all day as well, didn't she? She did. Uh, my mum does an amazing job. Yeah, hi Sue. Hi, Sue. Uh, um, my kids oh, yeah, loved handing people tickets. Like I say, Matthew did an amazing job. And Gary and Lee's friend, or Gary's friend, yeah. whose name I've now forgotten, because we just called him Newbie. Yeah. You um, meant every to us, mate, but just can't remember your name. Yeah, you meant, yeah. Um, did an amazing job. Uh, Gary and Lee really fucking stepped up this year as well. Yeah, they were great. And running the floor on that, because obviously us being busier. The thing, those guys as well, they're so passionate passionate about their comic books as well, and that really comes across, because they're so enthusiastic. Yeah, they are. They really love being... They'd be there since first day, weren't they? Yeah, Yeah, weren't they? Yeah. They're good lads. Um, Because, yeah, they're like Nigel and that. I mean, we knew Glyn before, we knew some of the other people before. Lee... Gary, Nigel, and that sort of came to us off the back of being excited about the event. Mm. Um, but yeah, they did an amazing job. The Kirk. Kirk. Kirk I knew from working at HMV. Um, he's got the Lord on his side. Mm. Um, he's, our t- he's our audio technical same, guy. Does the same guy, yeah. Actually was the one who said, stop using the tannoy, stop using the bull thing, why don't you use your sound equipment? Yeah to make announcements which it worked. worked it did work um well actually because you listen to some of the interviews on the awesome comics podcast and you can hear us making announcements in the background yes <laughs> um so i got on the episode again by default <laughs> despite the fact they'd never had me back it was um, the girl who made an announcement at one point uh chevy oh it was chevy wasn't it um yeah, um, all did an amazing job. Cosplayers did an amazing job running the Celebrate Cosplay Hall because I pretty much just handed that over to them. Yeah. I was just kind of like, look, I, all I want to do is just sign off on things. Beyond that, as long as you do the catwalk and it remains a non-competitive fixture, I'm happy for you to do whatever you want. <laughs> and um, yeah, they did an amazing job doing that, being models. Sarah for doing the workshop for us. Um, that was amazing. Everybody did the panels. Like I say, sorry they weren't better attended, but I'm glad they all really enjoyed doing the panels. I think Tony said he had a great time just interviewing the people. Mm. Um, and came away with so much stuff. 
I think he's written at least two or three blog posts. Am I? Is stuff it? You heard. Is it now rare now that I know what Tony looks like? Am I like one of the chosen few? Yeah. Am I going to get murdered? Like Steven looks exactly like Steven Seagal. Am I going to get murdered in my bed for knowing something? Yes, probably. I'm going to get waterboarded. You're all right. I had to go through all the photos and make sure his face wasn't in them, and if they were, put a 404 error picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then drinks and that the night before, meeting Aaron from Little Heroes. and Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're like the finally nicest meeting, guys. Finally meeting Dan from the awesome pod, meeting Chris Wild Goose and all that. It was unfortunate. We usually have a big table where everybody just sits around, but we sort of had to split up into two groups. I'll tell you what, that was hysterical. That meal it was the funniest thing. With great. the awesome guys, basically. Do you reckon? I reckon we should talk to them about doing a bit of a podcast get together. They're thingy. not going to want to slum it with us. Well, so if we call, if we don't mention, if we don't put it, if we put it on our banner, not under their banner. <laughs> if we don't tell them, we only have three listeners. Yeah, exactly. Two of which are on the show. <laughs> I don't listen. You're not. Oh, that's why you didn't notice the new theme tune. Oh no, I did know that actually. I have no because. Um... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm playing around with different royalty-free music, mm. but I'm not entirely sure on royalty-free music whether you still have to pay. Uh, I don't think that's the point of it. So, but then we have to pay for the license to use it, even though, and then we can use it. No, then you buy the royalty. I don't. Know. We're I, looking. To I it. don't understand it. Anyway, I was just playing around with different pieces. Of we music. should make our own theme tune. Well, I did think that there's a soundtrack to a film we made. 14 years ago yeah that we could maybe use a sample would, of the track would, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to know is that, was that one of the songs who trying to fool who trying to fool that's it I was thinking of that one actually yeah I might slip it into this one if, as long as we used 30 seconds and no more that's true 43 plus it was used on one of my films so and I don't mm. think the band exists anymore um, do they not I don't think so and certainly not in the the curtain's been dropped yeah, were they even Ruth Curtin then? They were Ruth Curtin, yeah. They were there because it would. Yeah. They were, yeah, and then they became something else. Mm. But anyway, we've gone off on a massive tangent. But yeah, no, just anybody you want to sort of shout out. Oh, you're just saying thank you. I just want a personal level thanks, Craig, for manning my stall, and thanks to Nick, my sister, who I know doesn't listen to this because she can't stand my voice. Thank you for keeping in company. And she was selling her little noblin things on her table, and she did very well. Awesome. Did you see them? I did see them. They're yeah. awesome. There was a photo of them in the oh, album. lovely photo, which I couldn't. Yeah, it was a photo. Claire, Claire first, took it. My, was it my yeah. took. It was like the first photo in the album, wasn't it? Quite possibly. I'm really happy because we finally got pictures of Mike Collins. <laughs> Four years <laughs> he was Mike there. Collins has been there. We've never got a photo. We can of him. prove that he was there. Because whenever know, we announce a guest, I'm like, I wonder if we got a photo of him from last year that we can use, rather than me just grabbing one off the internet or their website. we we got to give Mike a special mention, actually, because he is the nicest guy in the world. And um, well, uh, my, my friend Kirsty was at the event, and her little boy, Tate, who is, he can out, he's six, no, seven, I think he's eight this year. He can out-geek me, which isn't hard, to be honest with you. But he's so into his comics, he will sit down and just completely just digest. He loves superhero encyclopedias. You know the, um, yeah. the, one, like, the ones you've got yeah, here? And he, he loves them. He borrows them off his, off his granddad, Kirsty's dad, who's also a massive comic fan. And he was there as well. Cool. And he'll just digest them and just 
come out and just repeat all this information that he's learned. So um, I introduced him to Mike and I said, I said, this is Mike, this gentleman. He was the first person to draw one of the X-Men. Let's see if we can guess who it was. And I said, he's French-Canadian. Didn't get it. Wears a long coat. Didn't get it. He he's chucks... Cajun, isn't he? Not French-Canadian. He was at one point French-Canadian. Was he? Yeah. I always thought he was Cajun. Like, like a chicken. Like the play. Um, and then the final one was, um, and he chucks playing cards at people, and he goes, Gambit! <laughs> and Mike was just great. He was really nice with him. and Yeah, Yeah. no, Mike... Mike's been... Mike was pretty much... I think Mike might have been the first guest to sign on, mm. I think. Um, Emma Vicelli was the first guest we met. Yep. But Mike was the first guest to sign on. And full disclosure, blatantly stolen from Melksham's yeah. list of guests because we didn't have a clue where to look, how you even went about getting guests. So we just sort of looked at other events, hmm. um, starting with Melksham because you'd obviously worked Melksham. And just from there, looked whether people had websites and given away how you do it. <laughs> um, yeah, and contacted people that way. And um, yeah, Mike's been a massive supporter of the event. And Dylan. Since me, and Dylan and Jack Lawrence, yeah, who technically should be there for four years, but he but was he, poorly he the first. No, one, he wasn't missed he? the first one. They had to turn back because traffic was so bad, right? That it was like halfway into the event and they still hadn't got anywhere. Um, the only annoying thing about that is somebody stole his mug from the first year. Mm. But it's good, you, you know, you don't keep thinking about it. You've you've let that go, which is a good thing. Well, that somebody stole his mug. Yeah. Well, it's just annoying. <laughs> It's the reason we have to have a thing in the contract or in the terms and conditions that you will not take things from other people's tables. Because mm. that first year... Oh, it was a nightmare, wasn't it? Mm. Anyway, let's not live in the past. But that was our naivety as well. Um, yeah, no. Gone back to a downer, eh? I'm fucking like... It's like the bipolar podcast. But we're up! <laughs> we're down. We're up! We're down. Let's finish on a high. What have we got? What's exciting? That we've got to look forward to this in the next year. Death. Do you want to? I mean, <laughs> let's let's finish. We've got nine minutes before one and a half hours. Do you... I'm excited. Um, Tales from Beyond Infinity. We've still got about a hundred copies left, I think. Yeah. So, and that's ticking over and sort of got a life of its own. Um, I was talking to Craig about it. I was like, you know, part of me wanted to sell out on the day, but knew it would never happen. Um, I was amazed we sold as many as we did. Guess who sold out on the day? <sighs> You're a prick. <laughs> Are you saying I should have charged seven quid for Yes. <laughs> um, I think with that, it's going to carry on throughout the year. Um, there are lots of people who are involved with it who hopefully it will start appearing on their tables at events. Mm. Um, I'm hoping... Susie said she'll take some for um, a couple of her events. So I'll have some for Worcester. You'll have some at Worcester. Um, and you'll have Craig from Wages with Cindy with you. Hey, I'll see if I can sell him too. <laughs> well, then who's going to run your table? I'll be there. But at future events. If you sell Craig... I'll get a new one. Yeah, fair. What, a new Craig? A new Craig. A ten a dozen. To be fair, I deliver post up there. There's plenty of turtles. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the freaking place. Um, I get all the turtles. I get all the tools. Um, yeah. Um, 
Wiggy does an amazing job as well. He does. I'll t- I keep telling him. I keep, well, I've mentioned him a minute ago. He's a good lad. Uh, and it's always fun on the day to sort of wander around and just be like, how's Andy doing? Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to tell him. Don't worry, you can tell me. He's, he's like, my multi. To, he's the multi to my Rick. He's <laughs> got to never dimension by a new one. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just awesome to... And like I say, he was involved in Tales. Everybody who was involved in Tales, again, a massive thank you as well. Mm. Um, all money going to a really good cause. Mm. Um, like I say, the personal connection as well. It's really nice. Um, thank you to the two ladies from Sue Ryder who were selling it on the day, despite not really having a clue what they were doing. <laughs> Do you know, one of them, and this isn't, I, I can say this because it is actually, actually happened. Bless her. I was talking to one of the ladies and talking about um, cosplayers, and she'd never really seen cosplayers before. She'd never been to an event like it. So she goes, I, don't, I can't recognise anybody. I don't know who anyone's dressed up as. And to be honest, me neither. I mean, you do get a lot of quite surreal costumes that I would have to do some research to find out what they were dressed as. She goes, and I say, oh, yeah, I see, yeah, but I mean, for instance, you've got the Scooby-Doo guys. She goes, yeah, well, I've never heard of Scooby-Doo. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I thought that. <laughs> Somebody's been at the Scooby Snacks. <laughs> um, yeah, but they did an amazing job on the day. They um, were lovely, yeah. Thank you to Radio Gloucestershire for coming down, giving the event some coverage. Thank you to everybody who came down and reviewed the event, spoke about the event. Um, yeah, just it's like an Oscar speech. Isn't it? Mm. But yeah, um, I had a really good time, really looking forward to the year ahead. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to the summer one. Tickets are available now at OKTroopLeavers.com. Nice. Um, yeah, um, if you didn't catch anybody on the day, check them out online. Most of them have got a page. Unfortunately, the old page has gone down now with the links. But mm. I'm sure if there was somebody from most vague descriptions, we can generally find them if people email. So, yeah, thank you. Looking forward to the next one. Looking forward to hopefully seeing more of you on the convention circuit. Yeah, I'm ZI. And uh, yeah, support your local comic shop, support your local indie creators, support your local Comic Con, support your local artists and their overly priced sketchbooks. Hello. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't. Th- I think we did all right on the drinking game this time as well. Awesome. Oh well, Craig actually got quite a few mentions, didn't Craig he? Craig did get quite a few mentions, yeah. which was awesome. Hi, Chris. <laughs> cool. Um yeah, we shall cool. be back with more stupid ramblings. Yeah. We weren't that rumbly this time. We weren't. That's good. We're I'd quite... written a bit of a focus down. Oh, that's what these words are. Yeah. We didn't say any of this. Well, no, because that was for a separate show that isn't going to happen now because we spent about an hour and a half trying to get the recording live. Yeah, that's true. So, so much stuff deleted this time. Uh yeah, cheers for listening and we will be back in probably a few weeks or so. See ya. Bye-bye.